in here. Yeah, 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 you little shit. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. Just talk about yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. It's ejected. She's such a delight to work with. She really is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, I was talking whenever... about little shit. I was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up while you can, Kiwi. Remember, it's a long walk to Atlanta. You have entered the realm of critical analysis, critical strangeness, critical mass, and cretinous humor. Fasten your convictions. Stand for a bumpy ride. Hello and welcome to the Polyschismatic Reprobate Hour. Here with a face for radio and a voice for silent film, I'm Dan the Demented. And joining me this season are the missing links, Danny Shade, Hera Flea, and a number of others. On this show, we advocate unspeakable obscenities, such as freedom of speech, freedom of inquiry, open communication, and personal responsibility. If critical examination of the issues you hold dear offends you, don't firebomb the internet, don't send in Islamic extremists to assassinate us, and don't pray for us, just switch to another podcast. Welcome to season three of the Polyschismatic Reprobates Hour. Life out here at the Reprobates Lair has been insanely busy. Since the last time you heard from us, I've finished a book, sold a lot of articles, started two other books, and started podcasting my new novel. Then there's all the other stuff that makes up normal life. Yeah, it's been a busy year. Right now, most of my podcasting energy is going into Apologia, which you can find at www.drzack.net slash apologia.html, and to my new podcast novel, which you can find at antithesis.jdsawyer.net. There's a promo for it at the end of the show here, so I won't bore you with the details right now. But because of all of this, and because Deviant Deb's life has gotten so busy she doesn't have time to co-host anymore, I wasn't planning to bring the show back until the fall. I've always enjoyed it more with a co-host, and I prefer a female co-host who can give me a run for my money. Makes it more entertaining that way. A few things changed that decision over the last couple of weeks. The first was hearing that Mer Lafferty got a book deal on her excellent novel, Playing for Keeps. I interviewed her back in April, but never got around to airing it. Well, damn it, now she's got a book to sell, so I gotta get that one up. I've also had the John McCarthy interview sitting in my archives here forever, and people have been pestering me for it. And I interviewed Elizabeth Pisani and Cory Doctorow, and at least Cory's interview will be coming out on Reprobates later this year after Linux Journal publishes the part of it that I sold to them, and the audio rights for it revert back to me. The Pisani interview's dynamite, but I'm still trying to sell that one, so I might not post it just yet. Another thing that changed is that I started writing nonfiction again, beyond the technical articles. Originally, Reprobate's Hour was supposed to have a much more varied structure. There was the fake news and the interviews, but there were also supposed to be discussions and editorials as part of it, but that plan never got fully implemented. So now that I'm writing editorials again, I'm going to start recording some of them for Reprobate's and inviting guest editorials from the audience as well. If you've got an issue that's on your mind that might fit the Reprobates Hour, please send me an email at feedback at reprobateshour.com. Finally, the thing that pushed me over the edge was that T. Morris and Philippa Ballantyne decided to do Double Trouble. Philippa was a real sport in helping me out with the new novel, and the two of them are such a riot that I had to get them on to help pimp their new books after I heard them tearing up the potosphere elsewhere. Both of the new books are sequels to previously published and podcasted books, and both of these authors are top-drawer entertainers. If these new books come close to measuring up, they're going to be worth the coin. 
So that's the news here at Reprobates Hour. Now, for the interview. Be advised, this is probably the raciest and raunchiest Reprobates Hour so far. We were all a little tipsy, and we all got more than a little flirty. So, fair warning, if you've got kids in the room, be prepared to answer questions like kids used to ask their parents during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. And here we go! Ask us the deep questions. What is the meaning of life? There we go. And Where is that? Do, and do unicorns really run wild in New Zealand? I thought they I thought they called the Moa there and that they were all wild. Oh, out. the Moa, yeah, yeah. One of the incredible, incredible birds. Well, they used to have the uh, the eagle here that was big enough to carry off people. Oh, yeah, I heard like, about that thing. And it, it was like, yeah. yeah, that died out because one of the species it preyed on was, was eaten to moa. death, right? Yep, the Moa. They yeah. Used to, yeah, yeah. And interestingly, that turns up in my book. Really? Which one? Digital Magic? Yes. Oh, cool. There is a an eagle, the giant eagle. It's you know that moment where they go, the eagles are coming, the eagles are coming. I thought, shit, I'm gonna have one of those moments. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so you're going, you're going from Shakespeare to Tolkien. That's right. Which is only appropriate as you're in New Zealand and they're filming The Hobbit now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm this time. I'm gonna go and apply, man. I could be a Hobbit. Oh, that, I could be a Hobbit, that man. That would so rock. I could have been somebody. I could have been a hobbit. Yeah. I could have been. I could have been Frodo. I could have. <laughs> oh yeah, the slap, the slap happy nuts uh, have 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 checked in. We are ready for an interview. Yeah, no kidding. And I spent all day in a recording booth with an actor, so I'm slap happy as Woo-hoo! well. So this is going to be absolutely crazy. Now, was it a cool actor or was it a diva actor who was just like, I can't work like this? Oh, it was, it was a cool actor. In fact, it is the actress that plays Pip's girlfriend in the book. Oh, so rock I, filmed, on. I filmed the other. I, I recorded the other side of your sex scenes today. Oh, <laughs> damn! T, T, T just went I want to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> www.jdsawyer.net. Go pick it up. That's gonna get you some downloads, son. That's what I'm hoping. Yep. That's what we aim for. We aim to please, right. or we aim to behave, or both. <laughs> well, they, they, there's a nice synergy between pleasing and misbehaving. I've often found. Uh, yeah. And in some cases, mis- misbehaving does lead to pleasing, so there is that. <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Sounded, what was that? A shotgun? <laughs> uh, close. It was, my, it was my, Breckenridge, my Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. It's the remarkable Vanilla Porter. All right. So we're here with Philippa Ballantyne and T. Morris, who've been touring the Potosphere and generally causing a lot of trouble to promote their new books that are coming out on August 8th, uh, 2008. So it's another 888. Yeah. Wow. I didn't yep. think I'd live through another one. So welcome, guys. Hey, how Hello. are you? <laughs> that was delightfully Woo! incoherent. Woot! To the power of woot! <laughs> I need vodka. You need vodka. Why don't you pour, you, why don't you pour yourself a drinky poo pip, and you know I can yeah. I can pad. Absolutely. Uh, you know. Why not? Because you, he'll, he'll you know a... we're gonna have drinks for the next interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'll gonna get... go and get some green. You you talk to T. That'll okay. take about twenty minutes. <laughs> there you go. So T, I first discovered Billabub Battings in the case of the Singing Sword on Podiobooks.com, and I completely right. fell in love. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Well, I, I grew up on radio dramas, and so I'm a complete sucker for, for good audio. Thank you. And, and to have Lord of the Rings by Mickey Spillane. I mean, you, you, you hit two of my best loves at once. How are you going to follow this up? Well, I, have now, I now bring to the public Field of Dreams. 
written by Mickey Spillane. That's that's the best way to describe the case of the pitcher's pendant. Pretty much any book I any book that I write in the Bill of Bob Batting's mystery is going to be something 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 written by Mickey Spillane because Spillane is is still one of my heroes. I mean, this is the guy who you know you you know who Mickey Spillane is. Um, especially if you're into the detective genre or you're into the crime novel genre. And this is the guy that, that CBS said, we really want to do Mike Hammer for television. And he was like, I'll sell you the rights for a buck. <laughs> I mean, that was the guy Mickey Spillane is, you know, mm-hmm. his feelings were, you want to know whether or not, uh, you want to know whether or not, uh, you're a successful writer. Okay. Are people buying your books? Are they? Yes. You're a successful writer. I mean, you know, I'm he back. was. Hey there. Uh, and, and what what is your what is your cocktail of choice, Miss Valentine? It's Midori. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'm gonna by the I end of this the interview, I'm gonna be the only one still walking straight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but we um we we actually should we, you know Pip. Now that I think about, it, we should have been drinking after we did the school bus cast. <laughs> um, <laughs> The school bus yeah, cast uh, is for minors? Uh, yes, uh, oh, and it boy. is actually hosted by a minor. And the thing was, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Lucas, this kid, uh, he, 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 we, were, we were his first interview ever. We were his On first his interview wow. ever. The mic was still fresh out of the box, we found out. Oh, man. So not only was he learning the, the craft of interviewing, He's he was also us. learning. Yeah, he was <laughs> and doing it with us. He was he was also learning how the gear worked. Oh man, he and he pulled it <laughs> off. That's pretty impressive. He did. Kid did kid did great. Excellent. So so the first drink is for you, Lucas. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's really funny though. He was going he was going, Oh yeah, swearing's allowed on my show. I'm like, dude, this is for high school students. I think swearing was something you really want. But then I asked him, I said, I said, so what, you know, so, so we started talking notes and he's like, so what are you listening to? And he's like, oh, I'm listening to Sigler, Hutchins, uh-huh. Nemkoff. I'm like, oh man. Seth Harwood. Yeah, Seth Harwood. <laughs> a mainline Harwood in a week. I'm like, good God. Kid's a little potty mouth, you know? Oh, come, oh, come on, T. I, well, I don't know if it's different where you grew up on the East Coast, but I mean, shit around here, I heard more uh, bad language in high school than I've heard ever uh, since. Dude, I hear, I heard, I've heard more bad that's, language. That's, than that's because it shows you a man. That's right. Yeah. You use the big, up if, the big little words. <laughs> you can grow up if you can call another guy a bitch and not know what it is. You just know that's a dirty word. That's right. <laughs> Good God. Gra- anyway, grab so, the heritage of the English language by the balls. Actually, actually the and, worst language I've heard from was when I was at my all-girls school. Oh, Man, yes. you don't want, like, a school full of girls just going at... <laughs> language yeah. you know so much so much for the the fairer more genteel sex no I'll way be, i'll be in my bunk <laughs> that's right that's right when we have, you know when we have the in between pillow fights we get down to swearing a lot excellent mm, pillow fights and bad language and <laughs> that's a beautiful mental image actually oh i'm staying in my bunk for a week i ain't coming out delayed 808 so what the hell were we talking about? Oh, that's right. And man, I haven't even no, started no. on here. So, well, but uh, to, just just to wrap it up, that's the, the 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 thing about the case of the pitcher's pendant is it is. Um, I mean, Spillane was a big influence on me. But I mean, I, and I love I love true crime stories. I love the stories of of the mafia. You know, in the golden age of the mafia in nineteen in, in the twenties and thirties. 
but um, but the uh, pardon me. Uh, <laughs> That's um, a golden yeah. reprobates hour moment right there. Yeah, but the uh, um, but but I also like my I also like my fantasy, and that was where that was where Billy just came into play. Mm-hmm. Billy came into play with the, and 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 the story goes that I thought I was being clever and saying, okay, I'm going to premiere Pitcher's Pendant on. August 8th, 2008, and we'll call it Billy's Crazy Eights. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Then I find out it's Pip's birthday. <laughs> and you know what I was doing, Jay? I was thinking nasty thoughts about you. Oh, were you now? <laughs> that's right. Was that's I what sc- New Zealand is doing. Was I in a schoolgirl outfit where they're going, let's have a pillow fight, let's have a pillow <laughs> I was going to say, that is this the British or the New Zealand version of nasty thoughts? Because they are a bit different. Yeah, the Brits have pillow fights. With the New Zealands, they use, they use ball and chain mace fights. That's what they do. <laughs> Fuck the pillows. Let's do some real damage. Right here. <laughs> mate, mate, mate. I was going to flap you a bird as well. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> sorry, I'm stepping on T's coattails. No, no, no. Go, oh, go, sorry, go I'm, off I'm lying. No. I don't. I'm not sorry. <laughs> so anyway. Aren't you glad you brought us on the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is a great way to kick off season three. So I'm I'm thrilled. Um, All right. <laughs> so well, I noticed we are on the reprobates hour, aren't we? That's right, We're... the polyschismatic reprobates hour. Yeah, and and so uh, to, to kind of bring it back and to segue into Pip's lovely book as well. Um, so Pip and I were were kicking around an idea of doing some type of promotion where Pip harasses Billy about stealing Pip's birthday, and it just eventually. And then when we found out that. Um, that uh, um, the Pip's book was also going to be available um, by August eighth, two thousand eight. I said, then why don't we do this? Let's do a joint run. Let's do a joint run on Patio uh, on Patio Books on on Amazon, and let's see what we can, well, let's see what, what kind of damage we could do together. Because so far, the only authors that have really made runs on Amazon have been single books. You know, right. Sigler did it, Harwood did it, Matthew Wayne Selznick did it, but no one's ever done it together. And I thought, yeah, I want to go ahead and do that. So I'm making my run with, uh, with, with The Case of the Pitcher's Pendant, A Bill of Batting's Mystery, and now, Pip. Digital magic. Oh, that's my, that's my cue, is yes. it? That's your Sorry. cue. <laughs> Digital magic. Oh, yes. We're on. Yes. What the- <laughs> line. Line. Yes, line. <laughs> Shut up, Morris. Just keep drinking. Well, well, it, Just keep it's, drinking. It's a proper Shakespearean thing to call for your line when you get tongue-tied. It is. It is. No, I'm not tongue-tied. I'm just drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you admit your Didn't tongue is occupied. That was the actual occupied. motto of New Zealand. I'm not tongue-tied. I'm drinking. <laughs> Why am I getting visions of Monty Python's Philosopher's Song in my head? <laughs> oh, we've already thought, we've already covered that ground. But that oh, okay. was that, That's Australia, mate. That's yeah. the university of Wallamaloo. Yeah, it's a bit different. Yeah, we're not Australian. That would be the motto of New Zealand. We're not Australian. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're not Australian, but we are drinking. That's right. Well, Digital Magic is the sequel to Chasing the Bard. And it's set, <laughs> half of it is... Bard. I'm trying to translate. It's Bard. God, that's so weird Zealand. hearing you talk American. Mm-hmm. Or for the New Zealand I'm... audience, it's Bard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Keeps forgetting that I'm going to be over there in like just over just under two weeks. Bring um, it, you short little bitch! Come on, <laughs> I'll break you across my knee like a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny, Morris. Okay, <laughs> was I? That's right. So half of it's set in New Zealand, and it's um, Cyber Fay. 
This is like cyberpunk meets mm-hmm. fairy realm. Nice. And it's the continu- continuing story of, oh, hell, I'll just say it, Puck, who gets stuck in the, um, in the human world for ever, mm-hmm. apparently. And so what does he do with himself? You know, hangs around, chats up chicks, drinks, smokes, <laughs> steals things, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> all his usual stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And it'll make you cry. No, I don't know. Hmm. It might make you cry at the end. <laughs> But for the right reasons, I hope. I made you cry, didn't I, Mr. Morris? Um, for Bard, yes. <laughs> for, for Bard, yes. You did make me. You did make me a little, a little choked up. Yeah. You did because it was a very heartfelt, very sweet little love story. Mm-hmm. And it was wrapped, around, <laughs> and it was wrapped around this war for humanity and Fay. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. What is chasing the Bard? It is William Shakespeare caught in his Midsummer Nightmare. I mean, it's this beautiful love story, but it just happens to happen around this really, really intense battle for all of mankind and the mm-hmm. future of the Fae. And very nice. So, makes cry. Too. so suck on that. You know, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> a beautiful love story, damn it. You know, so there. Yeah. With red hot six in chapter 13. Yeah, yeah, in the church oh, festival. Sorry, yeah, that yeah, yeah, let, let, yeah that, that's, that, that's actually kind of a, that's actually a first, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. That's a first in podcasting right there. Pip actually did something a little different. She took her published novel, and uh, she actually added a scene that was not there in two thousand and five. Now, because yeah, I was a chicken. Out. Okay, so yeah, I was going to ask. You've you've said that you've said that on Bard Talk before, but uh, why? For those who haven't listened, why did you do that? Why didn't you put it in the book? Because she's a filthy little whore. <laughs> Somehow, I think <laughs> if she was a filthy whore, she wouldn't Sonics. have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that in public. Yeah, it would have been in there already. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I didn't put it in because I was embarrassed. This I wrote this about ten years ago. I was embarrassed. Ah. And, uh, and now K- I don't. Kind of that. What this if is, my mom picks this, this up right. type of thing? Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. So, <laughs> the, mom and dad are listening to the podcast, uh-huh. T. Morris. So. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Actually, my mother is a very nice little girl. And she didn't have a drop of alcohol to drink at Dragon Con last year. I swear to God. The interesting As thing was. Christ is my witness from the oh, cross shut itself. Shut up. Shut up. I'm trying to tell the story. Jeez. Okay. She always wore her chastity belt and never wore anything but turtleneck. No one ever saw her hooters. All those pictures. All those pictures from the pimp player party on my website. They're all been photoshopped. You know, T, Sorry, I Mom. swear the only, Sorry, the only reason people don't shoot you is because they fall down laughing when they get within 10 feet of you. <laughs> then that gives me a chance to run. That's right. So, <laughs> so please, I'll shut up. <laughs> You're trying to I'll shut up now. Please, Madam Kiwi, like continue the story. Like to, I would like to point out that in the chapter before chapter 13, commonly known as chapter 12, uh, T has a scene with my mother. <laughs> As and Queen she gave a great scene. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Nasty, I like it firm and fruity. I just happened to see me and I just put a commune in my pocket. Down, boy, down. Oh, my Lord. How many beers have you had? Pip, you let this man scene with your mother. Yeah. They, they were both fully clothed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
man. This is a dirtier reprobate sour than the episode where we had Minx on to talk about group sex. Oh. Podcast, podcast interview ever. Oh, man, no kidding. No, and the and the scene it was the one where we And Will if we can out if we can out dirty Minx, rock the fuck on. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I got some pictures of Minx at the pin player party from last year. I'm not allowed to post on oh, Flickr. I heard about yo. those. Yeah. Oh dear. So I'm sorry, Pip. You were talking, weren't you? I'm sorry. I'll shut up. <laughs> so anyway, you, you wrote you wrote this, and you were shy. I was shy. And as you get older, that's one thing you learn to uh, care less and less about, and that's mm-hmm. what other people think. <laughs> yep. That's right. So I was like, right. I wanted to write that scene. Will and Sive deserve it. I'm going to write it and put it back in there. Fabulous. And it was actually quite good because because I've been reading over Chasing the Bard again. It was really easy to get back into the the sort mm-hmm. of the style of uh, Chasing the Bard. And I think it sounds it doesn't sound out of place. Yeah, that's cool. It was a, it was a very good uh, very good show. And it was funny. You you know T. You should just be nice to me because I do still have the blooper reel for that particular chat. That's true. <laughs> and I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah you know um the um no the, but actually the fact that that she did chapter 13 has actually inspired me to go on ahead and um put in a scene albeit not an erotic scene more but sex scene, but no, i'm actually i am going back and i'm already remastered and i am putting back in the scene that i did cut because i was too embarrassed to podcast it oh well, uh, what scene was this uh this was a scene in chapter 18 that's coming up banging uh, it banging it Banging it, banging, it. Gone, banging it, banging it, banging it, banging it, banging it, banging it. And I just I got to that scene and I thought to myself, no, I'm not going to put that in there. And there were two reasons. One, this was early in the day of podcasting when we didn't know if anybody was going to actually buy our books mm-hmm. if we just gave them away in an audio format. Uh, so you wanted to keep the spicy stuff for the version that Yeah, and I said, I said, you want to find out what happens when the door closes? We'll go on ahead and buy the book. And, I, you know, it's funny, um, I, I actually was the first audio book author, first podcast author, mm-hmm. to get a review from SFF Audio. Nice. And, to, yeah, to get, a, to get a review from SFF Audio is a pretty big deal from what I, from what I found out. And it was, a, it was a, a glowing review until the last, the last paragraph. What did it say? He said, I only had one issue with this podcast. It was a brilliant concept. It was a brilliant idea. But he abridged the book. Why did you do that, Mister? And he 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 got, went on a little tirade for a bit. Well, when I announced that I was going to do uh, Bill about battings, he actually pinged me off off list and said, "Is this going to be abridged too?" <laughs> and and that kind of stuck with me. And about halfway through Billy Battings, I said, "You know, I want to go back and do this thing called Moravian Remastered." And I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some some stone this time. And I'm gonna do the second reason I didn't want to do the love scene was that I was just a little too embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, well, the, you know, the, I mean, the sex scene in Billabub would have broken you of that one. Well, no, because no. this one was more this the, the, the one of Moravi's serious, a right? Yeah, one of Moravi's a little more graphic, and I wasn't playing it for the laughs. Gotcha. Um, and uh, and I, you know, and and that's 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 the reason why I could do it for. And I also, and even then, I was still getting a little, a little, you know, worried about do, when I recorded it raw. I was like, oh dear. Mm-hmm. But then. When I added in George Robb's uh, "Think for oh, Yourself," that was, that was brilliant. Oh, hey, hey, no, that. I mean, I, that that is still one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. of his. 
mainly for you know not just i mean the lyrics are clever as it is but the 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 sax line is just incredible oh, man i mean yeah. the sax line reminds me of the of the old um saturday night live mm-hmm. you know you could always tell when saturday night live was off because you would hear the sax solo right and yeah. and it, you know and and so i'm i'm a sucker for that kind of music and yeah. that was just perfect backdrop music and and george was very giving of his music which i appreciated mm-hmm. and um uh and, 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 you know, I was playing it for laughs, and so I got over that hump, and I'll pardon the pun. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, now I'm going to go back and I'm going to do it with Moravi. And, uh, and I've been having a blast. I've been having a blast doing it. But, but, but um, with all the technical difficulties I've been having of late, I, I am now a man on a mission. I am determined to get to, to, to the end of Moravi Remastered. I've had nothing but pitfall after pitfall. What and, kind of problems? Yeah, I've been seeing you bitch about them on Twitter. What, what's, what's going on with your setup? Well, what's ironic is I think I'm rubbing off on Pip because even Pip had some issues that she was dealing with. Um, what? First, what? 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 Indiv- what? what? <laughs> I, don't, oh, oh, I have I'm no sorry. issues. I, I'm sorry. Are you awake now, Pip? I'm sorry. I was talking. Don't mind you know, me. You just... I just hear you flapping your jaw and I'd zone out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go to my happy about... place. Ooh, Brad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Christian. What would what would Christian oh wait, it's Brad and Christian, aren't they? They're your cabana <laughs> boys and your and, and Hugh. Um so anyway. Well the first the first issue I came up with was um my lead voice. From Moravi was originally Leanne Mabry. Right, and she dropped out of podcasting like after the first episode, right? Yeah, mainly because she was just she was just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I got nothing against Leanne. I think she's a wonderful voice talent, but I think she just she 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 just overcommitted herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's 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 hard. It's it's hard to say no because you get people that that really like your work and you yeah. want to you want you want to oh, do flattering flattering. It's very flattering, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, you're just like, yeah, but you know, I've got other stuff I, I really need to do. Yeah, and um, and and that's where that's that's where it gets it gets hard. It gets really really hard. So, so 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 you you got to stop and you got to you got to say, well, I can't do this. And I tried to give her every possible out that I could give somebody, and mm-hmm. she never took it, and she never took it. And then finally, I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do an intervention here. You need to focus on your life. Yeah. And so and so I was I was uh so that was setback number one. Setback number two was right before um I was to uh to podcast Moravia, I was having nothing but uh problems with this brand new machine I bought. I bought a brand new uh eight core Mac and it was nice. just one problem after the another after another after another and it was killing me. Mm. And then I discovered that the one thing that I was afraid of doing I needed to do, which was upgrade my operating system. Mm-hmm. And then I upgraded my operating system. Everything was a-okay. Cool. Then I got sick. Oh, man. Lost my voice for nearly three weeks. And every time I would get better, I would then have to teach a class. I would go in and teach a class. I'd get sick again. So right. literally, I was, I was just... I was on, and I was, I, I, I still remember I was on death's door, and I called in sick. And because it was a podcasting class, no one else could teach it. And my oh, boss man. was literally begging me. And I said, listen to me. <laughs> I really can come in and teach this class. This is podcasting with Palpatine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. This is podcasting with Alec Baldwin. You think I have a God complex? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I am God. And now the latest, the the, the latest uh, issue to really come up, and 
I think I'm being told a half story on what happened. Uh, I went upstairs to do something. I can't remember what. But I came downstairs and I found out that these new kittens that we had spilled a full a full mason jar's worth of tea on my desk. Oh, no. But I was assured. I was assured by, by, um, by my wife. Oh, no. It didn't hit the mixer. <clears throat> Everything's fine. Ironically, <laughs> ironically, a strange hum has now appeared in my mixer. Okay, um, there is a way to fix that. You're going to hate it because it's scary. Uh, what, 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 is the, what is the way? Please, please um, to be coaching me. What dis- is the way to fix you got to disconnect and disassemble the mixing board and bathe all the contacts in deionized water. Not even going to happen. And then let them dry. I went on ahead. I said, no. Like I said, not going to happen. I chose, I, chose, I chose the easy way out. Bought a new oh, mixer. I said, brand new mixer. <laughs> yep. It's on the way. And no, it is the water does get in and, and fats with it, does it? Well, it must have because, I mean, there's one channel that I could turn up right now. There's nothing connected in it, and it just goes, wah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, forget it. Um, so, so I, and, and, you know, the thing is, I, so, so this is one more little setback I've been having. But, um, but for the most part, I have, and I, and I keep reassuring, and, and this is the thing I feel, I have different fans than from people like Scott Sigler. Mm-hmm. And I'd be the first one to say it. I think some of these, some some of the junkies on uh, on Sigler's site that have been saying, "Dude, you need to get over yourself, and you need to start oh, posting God, on a regular those basis." Fuckers. Oh my! God. Yeah, it, it, dude, we don't, yeah. We don't care what's happening in your life. Dying, dude's dog yeah. died. It doesn't matter. You should know Not what's important. He's also got yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wait, so you're going out to Michigan because somebody's in your family is dying of cancer? No, we need our podcast. I would be the first one to come on and go. Okay. You're not getting your podcast on time. Then I'll tell you what. I'll refund your subscription fee, and then we'll be okay. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. That's right. You should just say, you know suck what? it up. I mean, come yeah. on. Well, actually, I wouldn't have said suck it up. I would have just said suck it because you know that's what? Right. But my fans are like, you take your time, T. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are my fans cutting me so, so much slack? And I guess it's because I'm a, I'm a production whore. And I really like the bells. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something that Scott, I think, is just discovering with Nocturnal. And he's like, oh, crap. I wish I'd never gotten into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and I'm the same way. And that's, again, another way, way I, I, I poorly influenced Pip was that. Um, There's that, many yeah. ways that you poorly influenced Well, there is Morris. that. Yes, of course. What are we talking but, about? Exactly. But, uh, but I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that, uh, that, that yeah, she, she's, she's really big into uh, the, the production now. But anyway, so I'm, um, I'm I'm all there with you. That one of the reasons it took me so long to get into podcasting my fiction was because I was like, I know what it takes to do it the way I would want to do it, and mm. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> but it's uh, a big commitment. Yeah, but you know, you can't. You, you get you get an obsessive compulsive uh, radio drama nut out there, and there's just only so long you can stay away. <laughs> And that's yeah. the thing. I only I only took one course in audio production at, mm-hmm. at James Madison University. And I tell you, man, I wish I could have taken more. Mm-hmm. I just fell in love with, with the art of audio. I really did. Mm-hmm. And, and that's you, something that yeah. I love about podcasting. It's gotten me back into that. Excellent. Have you picked up the Yamaha Sound Reinforcement Handbook yet? No, no, no. Okay, that is the Bible for live sound engineers. It will tell you everything you need to know. It'll help you with the uh, with the for dummies books as well. I think. Um, well, those... considering considering, I will probably not do another dummies oh, okay. book again. 
Uh, well, unless unless they come back and ask for a third edition. Okay. But it all depends on how the second edition just hit the just market. hit the shelves, right? If it goes if it goes to a third edition, I'll be really impressed. That would be really be cool. Because I don't even think the, that the for dummies people was expecting it to be the hit that it was. Mm-hmm. And the fact that so many people use podcasting for dummies and, and now, and, and it's really funny, it, it's sort of having a really weird effect. It hasn't been the runaway hit that podcasting for dummies was, but expert podcasting practice for dummies is actually starting to pick up steam a little bit. I actually went out and bought that one. That was a pretty, pretty good one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. That was, that was a tough follow-up to do. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just hoping that people still continue to use it. But the weird thing is, the only place I've actually seen it on the shelf, the first time I ever saw it on an actual physical bookshelf, was Pip. She really? sent me a photograph of it <laughs> in freaking Wellington, New Zealand. Nice. <laughs> I know. Oh, we've, got, we've, got, we've got no taste down here in New Zealand. Oh, uh, one, <laughs> spe speaking of which, um, I was listening to the, uh, to the For Dummies podcast last night. You, you and uh, Phil Rossi were comparing mics. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that is still my favorite episode. Yeah. Um, but you were talking about the 58 sounding too bright. I'm actually using the 58 right now. Yeah, okay, so you figured it out then. What it is, the 58 has what's called a presence curve. So the closer you get, the more resonance you get, like this. And then when right, you pull right. back, it brightens up. And um, the, the, reason, the reason that people, that, that audio nuts, recommend that beginners use the 58 if they learn how to use it is because you can use it to do those, that vocal separation live. Exactly. So that you can narrate like this. And then you can do your dialogue over here like that. Right. Right. Well, the other thing, too, is I, I, I think this is a great, like, trainer's mic. Mm. You know, it, it's a mic with training wheels. Yeah. I, I broke my cherry pretty hard, you know. I mean, to me, instead of starting with an SM58, which is like, you know, waiting until you have your first time with your, with your high school sweetheart, I went on ahead and got prison raped by the MXL 990. <laughs> and that's a condenser, too, isn't it? It's a, yeah, exactly. See, oh, this God. is a dynamic mic. That's a studio condenser yeah, mic. Yeah, you never use a condenser when you're not in a soundproof room. I, I shit you not, I was, I was shooting a film, and mm -hmm. we, had, uh, we had two condensers hung on the set, and we had to keep stopping because we could hear cats fucking in the next yard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can hear dogs barking two blocks away, but yeah. then again, the, pop, the thing is, and I don't know if you're tracking with Moravi Remastered or not. I can hear when you, when you switch mics in Moravi Remastered. It, I know. Yeah. And I tell people, I go, look, this is an experiment. And I'm, I think I've got it as close as I'm going to be able to get it between the two separate mics and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But the thing, the thing that I find fascinating, and, and I, didn't, I didn't even realize this myself, until I, I uh, in, in, in a recent episode, I want to say it was episode maybe 10 or 11, I did a comparison, you know, because I've been getting a lot of email about, 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 about it. I put up the two clips of Moravi in 2005 and then Moravi now. So you heard Pip in incorporated into it. You heard you heard the the extra production incorporated into it, mm -hmm. and you heard the difference between the two. And I was like, "Damn!" And then I started getting emails, and people were saying, "Damn!" You know. So yeah, I knew. It, it was and, and and it's not just the production quality that's changed. You as a reader have grown a lot. You know, I, when 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 you did the first Moravi book, it was clear that you'd had some acting training, but that you weren't quite comfortable reading. And by the time you got into doing Billy, it was you were acting it again, and you could hear the difference. And now listening to the difference between the way you deliver the new chunks of Moravi versus the old chunks, it's night and day. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And yeah, um, so, so um, and 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 just so just so Pip isn't just you know boozing it up on her <laughs> vodka over there. I mean, Pip is. Pip, 
Yeah, yes, yes, yes. We're not talking about you. Yeah. Um, well, see, now we got her liquored up. We can get her to tell us uh, tell go. us more about what's coming up with digital magic. So, Pip, you still got your... Yeah, and we can also ask a question like, hey, Pip, you still got that school uniform somewhere? And those huh? red boots you keep talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you know what happens to New Zealanders when they get drunk? What's that? They just stand very, very still. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Right. Let me tell you about what happened. Let me tell you about what happens when when, when, oh, when they get drunk. They find the closest Scotsman and then offer up their tits for pillows. That's what they do. Oh, Lassie, we, we shall have they, to get together. And they rub vodka into Scott Sigler's bald head. That's what they do. <laughs> Fess up, Pip. Talk it. Preach it. Come on. Oh, nice. His head is shiny, shiny, shiny. <laughs> Oh, boy. see, when 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 you're doing your book tour, you guys have got to come out here, and you and me and Sigler and Harwood, Sigler and Harwood, and I all live within 15 miles of each other. And we all go out for dinner. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Best bad idea I've had all day. Actually, Pip is going to be in uh, San Fran for at least a night. Really? Oh, we've got to get together. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, catching, I, up with, I, catching up with my editor that day. No, no, yes. I think I think you and yes. Gabrielle. Get together with, with, with Siggy, Hutch, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. not Hutch, Harwood, and Dan here, and then you guys hit the town. Yeah, we do a pub crawl. Get, 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 get all the fans out. Make it a publicity event. There you go. Great, because after 12 hours on a plane, a pub crawl is the, is the, really, the thing I really want. <laughs> Just sleep on the plane, you know, and you'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, the weird, weird thing is I arrive before I've left. Oh, <laughs> cause, yeah, because you cross the date line, right. That's oh, right. Man. Spooky. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. So crazy. uh, Crazy eights turned into double trouble. Yeah. (laughs) To to, to, to sort of meander us back on topic after. Kind of wander back. (laughs) (laughs) We're We're gonna 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 right? Stagger back onto the track. Oh, this is the track again, Morris. We're going down here. I know that straight lines around here somewhere, officer. So the plan is, is that on August eighth, two thousand eight, at eight a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we want to start sending people to Amazon.com, just a steady stream of traffic all day. And, uh, and it's going to get tricky because a lot of the international crowd want to know, well, how can we, you know, we want to be able to do this too. And we're telling people two things. One, go to Amazon.com. Yeah, instead Not of your C- local national. Um, no, no CAs, no UKs. Com. No. Um. And then the other thing we got to do, <laughs> pardon that belch. Look, if you want me to openly belch, I will. You know, I mean, it's not just, I mean, I'm boozing and I'm boozing and I'm boozing. But the, the thing that we want to do is that we, we also want to make sure that, uh, that, that the international crowd understands the time zone issues. Because, you know, it's, it's got to be August 8th here as opposed to August 8th in New Zealand, which is 12 hours ahead, and then you got the dateline, you got all that bullshit. So you want to make sure that you, you hit it at the right time. Right. So <clears throat> so what time zone are you shooting for? Like I said, we're, we're using Pacific Standard Time okay. as, the, as sort of the central area. So, Pip, that's going to put it about what? It's 2 a.m. minus 8. Yeah, yeah. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. I'm getting up on the 9th of August at 2 a.m. But I think actually if New Zealanders woke up on the 9th and bought it first thing, that'd be fine. Yeah, that, that that is true. You could also get away with that. That is that that is the other thing you can do. First thing so, I mean, before you get out of bed. So so and because <laughs> yeah. this is Dragon Moon, pre-orders don't count, right? Exactly. I mean, Dragon Moon, and and we, you know, 
that's sort of the upside downside of being with a with with a publisher with a publisher like Dragon Moon. With a small um, press. With a small with a small independent publishing house, yeah. Uh we um we do not have the same kind of numbers and the same kind of print runs and the same kind of publicity right. as um <clears throat> as a big as a big publisher like Crown. But we have a lot of freedom to do these types of these types of promotions. Yeah, so, so um, I, I've got to ask, um, how did you arrange to get both your books released on the same day? Sure, dink. Oh, really? So it, was just, it already happened to be happening. You didn't have to. It call just Glenn happened to be say, happening. It happened no. to be happening. And all yeah. I did, all I had to do was like um, beat T in an arm wrestle, and uh, Double Trouble was born. <laughs> Pretty much it. Look, trust me, trust me. I've I've been on I've been on two tours with this girl. She is twice the man I'll ever wish to be. You know, I mean, if we ever get into a bar fight, I'm gonna hide behind Pip. Nice. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, the I think the only person that can really take Pip down has a chance of taking Whip down is uh, is 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 Matt fucking Wallace. That's that's the only person I I could think of because yeah. uh, you know. Could be a tr- that could be a hard one. <laughs> could be a hard one. I, I'm still gonna put smart money on Pip though. So, so well, there was there, so, so, there was the guy at school that was about as big as Matt that tried to chain me to the uh, the heating. That was fun. Ooh, no, that was a Or oh, he couldn't do it. <laughs> 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 Took about an hour and a half, and he said, "Oh, I'm exhausted." So I'm New gone. Zealanders have the gentility of British aristocracy and the scrappiness of an Australian bushman. That's right. right? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Actually, no. There's nothing genteel about me, is there? <laughs> it's just I your, your accent hides it cleverly. Would, yes. would, would, would you? Would you? What was that word again? Genteel? Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> just because you don't know, drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the but but again, the 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 the, the whole thing about the uh, now. I, I will say this though. I didn't realize it, you know. I mean, I'm I'm spinning tunes and I'm 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 looking over at Pip and she's got the Scotsman sprawled out over her lap. He's using her he's using her her, her, her you know her double D's as as pillows, and um, and 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 then and, and so I was like, well, that that's picture worthy, you know. And and Pip looked like she was fine. I went back and looked at the picture and it's it's posted on on Flickr, and if you look at the look on her face, she's like, any time now, T, you can help me. <laughs> You can help me at any fucking time. Oh, uh, what's your Flickr account? I gotta see this. Ah, uh, okay. You two talk amongst yourselves, and I'll send you the link. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that uh, cameras should be banned from any pimp lab body. Yeah, really. Like I said, there's still some there's still some photographs that I was told specifically you are not allowed to post them whatsoever. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> Wow, mm, that that was a, that was a party. That was a, that was truly a, that was a party of the ages. That really cool. was a party of the ages. This, this was, was, this was a Dragon Con last year, right? This is a Dragon yeah. Con. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard stories stories about that one from Harwood. <laughs> uh, was he there? I didn't see you. Mind oh, you, I just man. sort of stopped seeing things at about ten o'clock. Or maybe <laughs> what, what time did we get there? Maybe I stopped seeing things at midnight. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, I mean, I was lucky that I didn't get run down by the guy who plays. Uh, uh, if you watch Stargate Atlantis, the big guy that plays Ronan. Oh yeah, uh, with, the, with the ran, like dreads, right? Yeah, he nearly ran me down. <laughs> the way. I mean, I was exhausted. I was half dressed mm-hmm. as a pirate. I'm carrying my gear. Half dressed as a pirate. What was the and, other half? And, <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. 
what the I other have. half possesses a slight as as a slightly as a slightly tipsy, very very tired DJ, and I happen to see this this, this flash of dreadlocks, and I did this bob and weave, and I it, and and then I happened to look up and I saw that it was the guy who plays Ronan on Stargate, and I was like. Oh shit! But he was on the phone with somebody, and I was like, you know, you're a very big man. I do not want to interrupt your phone. <laughs> nice, but you um, but yeah, if he'd stepped on you, you would have been dining out on that food. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I would have been like, I love your work, man. You know, I mean, you know thank you for thing. the boot print on my I mean, face. Exactly. I'm never washing this face again. Um, oh, I mean, man. no, seriously, a dragon. Con is, is 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 an experience. It's, it's not as trade showish as Comic Con. Dragon Con is still truly a con. Yeah, yeah. I I, I hit my first uh, Comic Con cons this year. I didn't hit Comic Con proper, but they've got two every year up in the area here. And right. It's right. it's it's a vendors fair, and it's good for it's, going. It's a trade show. Yeah, it's good for it networking, really but it's not. Uh, you know, it's not good for just going to play. No, 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 no. When you want to play, you want to go to something like Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and Dragon yeah. Con is insane, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's. As a matter of fact, some people are asking uh, 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 Pip and myself, is there going to be a theme for the book launch? Because we're actually hosting after the Parsec Awards, we're hosting a book launch party. Oh, shit, you guys are making me wish I was going this year. <laughs> well, here's the thing: people are wondering if there's going to be a theme, uh-huh. and we're still debating about whether or not we want to we want to cross that line. Yeah, New Zealandy. Yeah, there you go, New Zealandy. Um, we're just worried about crossing that line because people are, gonna, are then going to think, oh, it's going to be like the pin party. It's going to be, be nothing like the pin party. Uh, for one thing, we do not want to uh, destroy furniture. We do not want oh to... Uh, Considering you were the one that did that, see, I think that's a bit rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually want to sell books. We want to sell artwork. We want people to be sober when they decide right. to make the purchase. Um, they wake, we don't they want, wake up with like twenty copies of Digital Magic. They got yeah, they got twenty <laughs> copies of Digital Magic, twenty copies of Billy Battings, and, and like th- you know four of every photograph that J.R. Blackwell has taken a photograph of. So there you have oh my god, where was I last night? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Nice. Oh, man. So so you're not going to do the theme, or are you still kind of going back and forth? We're still we're still hemming and hawing on it. We, we haven't given up on it yet. <laughs> well, you could do do a um, a a billion bard fusion. You, know, you have people come either in uh, in roaring twenties clothing or in uh, period Elizabethan clothing. Ooh, ooh, there's a thought. There's a thought. Or we could go. We could we we could do the we could do past, present, and future. You basically, come as and you basically come as either uh, uh, as someone from the twenties. Uh, someone, someone from current day, so that if you don't have a costume, you don't feel left out, mm-hmm. or you come as someone from cyberpunk, since that's what since that's what Pip has written with uh, oh, digital yeah. magic. <laughs> I have something leather for that. So. Nice. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh god, now I really wish I was going. Oh well, next year. Well, I'm hoping next year I'll actually I'll, I'll have enough listeners that I'll be able to go and have it be a business expense. You know. Uh, it's worth every penny. Yeah. I tell you, man. I freaking love Dragon Con. I freaking love Dragon Con. It's just, uh, just good fun. Definitely good fun. Cool. <sighs> but anyway, so yeah, that. But it, so 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 in a nutshell, that's what we're that's what we're asking people to do. Is we're asking people to basically storm the beaches of Amazon on August eighth, two thousand eight, at eight 
a.m. Pacific Standard Time and just keep storming it until 12 o'clock, until 12, until, until 8 o'clock that night. You know, for the first, we, we, and, and if you want to go further, go further. But basically, we're, this is the goals. We have, we have a three-tiered goal system. <laughs> we want to get. We want to get both. We want to get both. For goal system, I have. <laughs> I, I'm just going for the ride. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. Come on. He's the Uber nemesis. He has to be super organized. He does. Don't he worry, Baldrick. I have a plan so cunning you could stick a tail on it and call it a weasel. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, always go to Blackadder oh, for the yeah. best quotes. This if you want something bad. done right, kill Ballantine before you start. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this is now the geekiest episode we've ever done, too, which is also saying... Ever! E-V-A-R! That's the other thing I like about the Shure SM58s. You can scream into them, and they can take it. Yep. So anyway, uh, the first tier is to hit is to break into the top 50 with both books. Mm-hmm. We want both books in the top 50. Second tier is to get the books into the top 20. Mm-hmm. Both books in the top 20. And then there's the ultimate tier. Mm-hmm. The ultimate oh, tier is to get it. What's the, what's the ultimate music? Get them up into the top five. We can get the books. If we can get both books into the top five, and no, I'm not doing this just to pick on him. I'm just saying. If we get both books in the top five, we've outperformed Sigler. Nice. Well, you don't have to compete against either Harry Potter or Julie Andrews. So No, not Julie no, Andrews. No, 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 not Julie Andrews. <laughs> Man, Julie Andrews is out to get us all. I you know it's funny I, you know, I, I went to I went to the theater uh, they were they were showing Mary Poppins at the local theater here the other week and and you could you could you could see it back in the she played Mary Poppins like like a like a warm and fuzzy dominatrix. Yep. You never saw I never saw it when I was a kid but I mean I was watching I'm like holy shit. With a with the feeling of a crumpet thrust between my buttocks. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Pip Valentine FTW. Yeah baby. <laughs> I just want to have one drop quote in every interview that someone can pull. <laughs> I think you got it. Oh, well, I had, I had the big release one. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, in Backseat Producers, she's talking about how New Zealand is, you know, everywhere you go, everywhere you go in Wellington, they're, they're, they're playing out through loudspeakers. The soundtrack of Lord of the Rings is she goes to work in a rainbow factory riding her unicorn to work. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we we, we um, some kids from your old college, T. Remember, and one of them came up. They were really sweet and lovely kids. One of them came up to me and he goes, just looks at me with these big doe eyes, and he said, "What's it like to live in New Zealand?" Oh, that's right. <laughs> and I just knew he thought it rains pandy, and uh... <laughs> it's like the Walgreens commercial. You know, <laughs> everything is perfect, and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now uh, you know, but I do have to. I do have to. Since since you brought up the uh, the brothers of KK Psy, um, this is why I'm really glad. A lot of people go, "T, you're in a fraternity." It's like, yeah, I'm in a fraternity, but it's a it's a marching band fraternity. So it's a fraternity of geeks, but it's a very cool fraternity. Um, I, I'm a member of KK Psy, Kappa Kappa Psy, which is a nationwide uh, music fraternity, and I. Um, it was 2006. It's Pip's first trip to the United States. And I had set up, I asked her, I said, I said, look, I know you're on your honeymoon and everything like that, but I got to ask you, got to ask you, is it okay if I schedule some book signings? She was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do that. <laughs> so, I, so I did 
I, I scheduled three book signings. The dink at the Barnes and Noble of this this beautiful bar. Oh, and it was a beautiful Barnes and Noble. It's a Barnes and Noble right on Fells Point. He mm-hmm. was apparently convinced we were going to get a lunchtime crowd by scheduling us on a Monday afternoon oh, for a book boy. signing. And it was Pip's first book signing in the United States. This is the one you recorded on Pimp That Kiwi when no one showed up, right? Up, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and we're in. And, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> you should have. You should have been showing off the goods. But instead, we got we got all the scary people. Oh we, no! I mean, we got. Oh my God! Pip was just like she was like make the make this guy go away. I mean, we got and we got them all. We got the woman that was writing the story about the cats that she lived with, mm-hmm. and the cats were talking to her. Of course, we had the guy that walked up and said, "Well, I'm not really a writer, but how about?" I give you the idea. We'll split it 50-50. Pip thought these were all just cliches that people made up, but no, this was real. Oh, my God. I thought and, he was paying them. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it was I – mean, I, I still remember the image of Pip using her mouth and tongue on the glass of vodka to get the straw back into her mouth <laughs> so she could <laughs> suck on the vodka. And she was trying to tell me, oh, no, I'm okay, T, really, I'm okay. She oh, was so man. freaking depressed. That night I got home. And I got on the, uh, the, the the email list for for for, for KKSI, and I said I said I am imploring you all. I told them what happened, and I said I said I'm imploring the Brotherhood of KKSI, please, you don't even have to buy the book, please, just come out, <laughs> just come out and show your support. And like 20, 30 people, I want to say that was about the count we had. About 20, 30 people showed up, all of them wearing KKSI letters. And I was like. Rock the fuck on, Ida Omicron. I mean, I was all brotherhood and everything. And and they were great. And they were great. But we did nice. have the wide-eyed, what's it like in New Zealand? You know? <laughs> right up there with, what is a podcast? And it was, but but turned out to be a great oh, podcast. And then, and then, and then there was the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Pip, Pip showed off the goods and the bodice. She showed off the good and the bodice. And what happened? What happened? Tell them what happened. When, tell them what happened, Pip, when you showed up. Goods. I sold out of books. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wondering, I'm wondering if there's a correlation. Yeah, behold the power of corsets. <laughs> yep, I'm going to be wearing one on uh, Saturday on DragonCon. Cool. That's it. His tea disappeared. No, I'm right here. Yeah, he's right he's here. letting you <laughs> talk. <laughs> Holy I'm, shit. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm I was just like, oh, my God, Maran, what's happened to him? Has there been some terrible accident? <laughs> I can't fucking keep you happy, can I, bitch? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Oh boy. I'm glad I didn't I'm glad I didn't get you guys after another six drinks. We wouldn't have gotten uh-huh. anything substantive communication. Fast forward selector. <laughs> oh man. Tell me something. All your nipples point to belly. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Oh boy! I am, I am out of beer. I need a beer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just brought the hard liquor down with your tea. That would. Uh, you actually, I do. I, I do. I've got. I got a lovely Highland Park Twelve down here. I've got a. And I could. Who, who, and who I could. And that? I could take. I could. I could just wipe this shot glass. Isn't that pathetic? I'm looking at this shot glass and I'm thinking I could wipe this with my T-shirt. <laughs> and then I can I can enjoy scotch while uh you know maybe not not, not mm, such a what kind of scotch you got with you uh let's see um 
I have this lovely. This is a new, a new, uh, a new discovery for me. Highland Park Twelve. And who gave it and to for, you? Too? And you gave it to me, Pip. You, she actually brought it from the homeland because she knew I was because she knew that I was a lover of the Scotch. Mm, that was back nice. when I liked them. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I, heard that. Actually, I haven't heard of that one yet. How is it? And an, uh, I, whoa. <laughs> we actually have whoa. a new segment. Um, the, um, the Highland Park, we actually started up this occasional segment that's on this other podcast called the Scotchcast. Mm-hmm. And we call it the Single Malt Samurai. Oh, and what it is, it's, it's, a group of us, it's a group of us that all got together. We were all Scotch lovers, and we happened to be in an anime convention. Mm-hmm. So we recorded like three or four segments together. And we reviewed the Highland Park 12. We reviewed um, several other scotches that night. And, um, but the Highland Park 12 was the, was the oh, across the board, it was the favorite. Because nice. you, you could cut it on water, you can cut it on ice, you could, cut, you could drink it straight. Mm-hmm. Which and is the every real test. Time, yeah, and every time it tasted different. But not in a nice. bad way. It always mm-hmm. tasted It just brought out different good. parts of the of Yeah. The oh, nice. my God. It was, for a 12-year-old, not bad. Not yeah. bad. Um, yeah, the, so. It's, McAllen does that, too, though. I, I can't bear to cut it with anything because it's so nice. However, comma, we, that was one of the other ones we, we cut was the McAllen. Uh, we, we cut the McAllen cask strength. Oh, I love that one. See, and it was a little rough on us. It was a little rough on the edges because it's only a 10-year, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but it's got some. Uh, nice, but uh, but uh, but no. One time I was uh, at one time my favorite Scotch was the Balvenie Doublewood. Love the Balvenie Doublewood. But um, um, but actually it was funny. Pippin never drank Scotch until she got Dragon Con, and then I coached her on two things. I coached her on Scotch and I coached her on cigars. Yeah, oh, that's right. I was going to oh, say we, I got when we finally run into each other at Dragon Con or somewhere, T, we are going to have so much fun. Those are two of my ah, biggest lovely. loves in the world. Scotch there we and go. cigars. It was very well, surreal. It was like my first night in uh, Atlanta, and we were out on the balcony smoking cigars, yeah. and I was looking out at the skyline of Atlanta going, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was nice. really funny, though, what was really funny about that whole, whole situation was, <laughs> so it's, it's the night oh, no. after. <laughs> night after. Shit. And, and, and it's the parsecs. And oh, Pip is supposed to be giving a presentation, is presenting one of the awards, and she's slightly hoarse, and she just goes, she gets up the mic, and she goes, please forgive me if I sound a little rough around the edges. <laughs> T. Morris was showing me how to drink, how to smoke a cigar last night. <laughs> oh, what I said was, oh. T. Morris made me smoke a cigar last yeah. night. Made me oh. smoke a cigar last everybody, night. But it's even worse. <laughs> what? <laughs> everyone looked at me, and I realized, oh, shit, I'm in America. Cigar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Freudian slip. Yeah, and, and then what did I say? It was just a no, a real cigar, a real cigar, <laughs> a real cigar. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't his cock in my mouth or anything? Oh dear, I said the word cock, didn't I? Oh dear, sorry. Oh boy. Erotica a la carte dot com. <laughs> oh man, oh that's great. Hello, this is Hera Flea, daughter of Heretic, bringing you tonight's scandalous edition of the Reprobates News. Tonight's top story involves horny man-eating slugs. What? He made her smoke his cigar? I can't top that. What do you expect me to do with that? I can't... I... I... You take this.
I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Actually, I think I've got that on my business cards this year. Not T. Morris made me smoke a cigar, but... T, you ought to do up T-shirts like that. Oh, trust me. We have had so many ideas for different T-shirts that, 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 that we could wear. Um, geez, Louise, just, just so many. Well, there's one. There is actually a T-shirt that is available online. I just don't remember where, but I think you can follow the link from viewfromthequad.com. Uh, I was doing an exit interview for Bill about Battings and this, uh, this uh, teenager podcaster out of uh, Dublin, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, really nice, really nice guy named Ken McMahon. Uh, he agreed to host the podcast, uh, the, the, uh, the exit interview. So he's doing the exit interview, and uh, we come up to the first question for me, and he's still figuring out the software, and he mutes me. Oops. And the first words you hear after he asked me the question is, T. Morris, you are muted. And he actually turned that into, he actually turned that into a, into a T-shirt. Nice. Oh, it's even better, though. What's even better was he, he made two other, versions. Uh, other podcasters' wet dreams is to have somebody say, T. Morris, you are muted. <laughs> Well, was not, even that, not that you know anyone who has that dream, would you, Pip? <laughs> what was even funnier was that he had two versions of the shirt made. There was another one. It's a, it's a pink shirt for kids. So my kid has a shirt that says, <laughs> Dad, you are muted. And on the back, it pins his podcast. Nice. So basically, everyone just wants you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is fun. Oh, now he's going to pout. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Now you've got, you've got an opening, Pip. Jump on it. Go, go, go. <laughs> Oh, I don't uh, know what to say. It's so strange out well, here. There's a shock. There's a freaking <laughs> shock right there. I don't know what to say. I'm just a poor little New Zealander all the way from New Zealand. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Can hey, you Jason, smell hey, the Hutch. horse shit in the air? <laughs> hey, Hutch has got this. Hey, this is J.C. Hutchins here. I'm, I'm just a poor New Zealander. Well, hey, everybody. J.C. Hutchins here. Let me tell you something about Pip Valentine. <laughs> She is an amazing author, and yet she is so shy, I can't get her to nibble on my other ear. (laughs) I can't believe I just did that. (laughs) Hey, that wasn't my fault. Leanne said that that was how you greet people in America. Ah, yes. Blame Leanne Mabry. Of course. Oh, boy. Thank God she didn't say... Thank God she didn't say, if you really want to tell people that you really like them in America, drop to your knees, unzip their fly, and then... Oh. You would have made a lot of friends here, Valentine, if you had done that. Oh, man. Now I know we've out-dirtied Minx. I know oh, we've yeah. out-dirtied Oh, yeah. Well, of course, Minx came on and Make like Make sure us. you put the explicit tag on this one. <laughs> the explicit tags on the whole podcast, man. There you go. No, yeah, Minx came on in the second episode, and I'm still at like I was still at that point. It was the second po- episode of any podcast I've ever done, and I'm sitting there going like, "Yeah, so um, there's what I'm comfortable talking about when I'm not on mic, and then there's what I'm comfortable talking about on mic, and this is in the former category. Oh shit, what do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you crazy Americans! I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. There's always there's it's 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 the parent fear, you know. My parent, my parents might find my podcast, right? And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm over thirty, and they, <laughs> <laughs> and they've heard worse from me all my life. <laughs> Precisely. You see my problem with chapter thirteen. Uh huh. It's the same thing.
Because I was under yeah. under thirty when I wrote Chasing the Bards, so I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, when I wrote uh, when I wrote the love scene for Billy Battings, mm-hmm. um, somebody wanted me to. Cu- uh, one of my peer readers wanted me to cut it. You're kidding. They wanted me to cut it because they thought it cheapened the book. Huh? They thought it cheapened the book, and they said, and then they and then they played this argument. They said, "What if somebody from church reads this?" Oh boy! And I was like, "You know what? Um, I don't care." <laughs> See, here's the fact, thing. Here's a question <laughs> I have. Here's a question I have as an outsider point of view from America. Okay. Americans are quite happy to see people's guts explode all over the screen. Oh. But oh. God forbid if you see a boob. <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't look, get all that. I remember, all I remember was I was doing a book signing once. A woman comes up. She's flipping through the book. And, uh, she's, and, I, and, and she, she said, I'm, I'm thinking about this for my kid. I went, how old is your kid? She went, 16. And I was like, well, it's kind of on the cusp of that book. And she said, and this is from Moravia. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, is there a lot of sex in this book? I looked at her and I said, well, there is one hinted scene and then there is one scene that is somewhat ex- that is somewhat explicit. But there are also scenes of death and there's also a torture scene. And the bear baiting scene, which is actually quite grisly. And, and, and the bear baiting scene. Now, um, and I, I, I will never forget her response. She said, I could care less about the, about the blood and violence. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about the sex. Yeah, and you're like 16 years old. Yeah, and I stared at her and I was like, "You got to be kidding me! Mm-hmm. You got to be freaking kidding me!" Yeah, I t- well, they, and you know, way, 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 way back in the mists of ancient time, when I was taking uh, taking my theology degree and my psychology degree, I'm sitting, sit, sit, and pe- people in church are giving me shit about uh, you know taking sex therapy classes, and I'm like, "You have the Song of Solomon in your book. <laughs> Get over it." I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I, 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 I always use this argument with people. I go, you know what? If, uh, if, if sex was as evil as people make it out to be, why did God make it feel so damn good? And, 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 and I mean, and I, but I, I even went to my, I even went to my, to my, uh, you know, my, my pastor. I went to the pastor of my church and I said, you know, is there any way we could stage a, a book burning and he looked at me and was like, you? he's like, T- I mean, this, this shows you what a promotions whore I am. She was like, T- what are you talking about? We like you. We're very proud of you. I was, I was like, no, you don't understand. You burn my book in effigy. It's going to sell. It's really going to sell. I mean, look at J.K. Rowling. They burn uh-huh. her book all the time. Come on. He's like, I'm sorry, T. We can't. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> well, no one, here. You got a female pastor. It means you've got to be Episcopalian. No one's going to believe in Episcopalian book burning. I mean, come uh, on, T. Where <laughs> is that? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Poor T. Never mind. <laughs> I, yeah, I tried. No, I, I really tried. I really, really tried. Yeah. No, Americans, uh, Pip, yeah, Americans are scared of sex. I was, I was just about to say, is Down that because you're bad sex? at it? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not because we're bad at it. It's because people think that you can't have sex and be respectable. How respectable people got there, I don't know how they think that happened, but there you go. I'm a librarian. I know all about respectable. Absolutely. <laughs> Wolf. I, I don't know how to. This. I don't know how to take this, but some, but but someone just tweeted. Looking forward to 080808 being over. My bandwidth can handle all these double trouble interviews. <laughs> <laughs> We're too much for you, baby. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> too much too much awesome. <laughs> too much awesome for your for, for your for, for your podcatcher. 
my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we're, we're, but we're talking, we're talking about deep stuff here, you know, yeah. philosophically. Have another drink, Pip. Hey, well, you're, hey, you're, you're on a show called The Polly's Gizmatic Reprobates Hour. <laughs> Poly, I like the rep. Yeah, polyamorous heretics uh, who are disreputable. There you go. I, I love that. Uh, I've always been, in, in history, I've always liked the Hellfire Club and all of those sort of, <laughs> I always wanted to, yeah. to belong to one of those clubs. Mm-hmm. But there's just not much call of it here uh, at the Rainbow Factory. Uh. <laughs> Rainbow Factory. <laughs> oh, we're back to the Rainbow Factory. <laughs> oh. I never le- I've never left the Rainbow Factory. I don't know where you've That's been. True. That's true. Why am I getting Why am I getting visions of Beatles songs and Lucky Charms? <laughs> No, that's Ireland. That's Ireland. Yeah, well, you know, Ireland. You know, leprechaun. The, they kicked the leprechaun. They. I really believe they kicked the leprechauns out of New Zealand. I really believe that. I don't. I'm not really sure why. I th- and I think that's why we have the leprechaun horror movies now. They got the leprechauns themselves got so pissed off that they got booted out of New Zealand, the nicest country supposedly in the world, and even New Zealand. New Zealand's just looking like like mate. Night. Well, night. what what happens is the hobbits and the dwarves got together and kicked him out because the dwarves wanted the gold and the hobbits wanted basically, the, uh, yeah, wanted they the basically rolled the in their premier parking lot. people. Yeah, I, agreed, agreed, <laughs> totally agreed, totally agreed. <laughs> no, no, New, Ze- New Zealand isn't really like that. This is like we we you guys have guns. Not we. Li- it's not Pip. No, no, it's not. We like stabbing people. <laughs> no, but you do. You uh, speaking of stabbing, uh, you do have a porn festival, if I remember correctly. We do. Did we have boobs me? on bikes. Yeah, boobs on bikes. There nice. you go. In the in the in the main city, uh, you know, girls with boobs out driving on Harley's down yeah, the main I was, street. I was hoping that you would continue that sentence beyond girls with boobs because that's a bit. <laughs> girls with boobs on bikes. <laughs> no clothes on the boobs on ah, the bikes. Okay. It's got to get uncomfortable when you get over sixty miles an hour. <laughs> They're not going that fast. They're stopping uh, for photo opportunities along the way, uh, of which there are several thousand. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, that's to do with it, but that's advertising the big sex expo they have. See, if we were in America, it'd be the Big Bang Expo, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, hold on, that's the Big Bang Expo. Probably. The big shooting expo. Ours is just a big yeah. sex expo. No, no. Well, uh, granted, I'm in San Francisco, but I mean, we've got the exotic erotic ball. We've got the Folsom Street Fair. We've got all that kind of shit. But you do uh, have to yes. go into the city to do it. What to have sex? No, 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 no. no <laughs> to, to, to 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 go to one of the public sex it fairs. Be, it must be hell when you live in the rural areas. <laughs> now you can have sex wherever you want as long as you're not caught. Now you're now the funny thing is yeah yeah the funny thing is you're getting into dangerous territory there yeah. you're getting into dangerous territory. I mean, cue the Jonathan uh, Colton songs and swap anecdotes. Yeah, well there was well well see, I can honestly say I was I was a part I was a part of or at least listened to radio history happen. Um, I was actually writing Legacy of Moravi when uh, and and this was how this was how it usually ran with me. I would I would listen to uh, actually I could I could for whatever reason. I could listen to talk radio mm-hmm. and work on nonfiction books. I can't do it with fiction. Really? I can't do it with fiction. Usually it's the but other when, way around. If you're listening I to know. fiction, it's harder to write your own, but nonfiction, it doesn't get in the way. Well, it's weird because that, that's the way it is with, with, with me in nonfiction. With nonfiction, huh. I can go on ahead, I can write, I can write nonfiction books and still work on uh, and, and still listen to talk radio. And this is when I was, I think this was, this was a little bit before. I really got into podcasting wholeheartedly. I can't listen to Opening Anthony. I tried. 
they were they were like, give our show, give our show five days, and you'll be hooked after day three. I tried listening three hours, and I could not get through the show. I just mm-hmm. found their, I found their humor. I I love crass humor, mm-hmm. but crass humor at the expense of others. Yeah, it's a, there's got, a difference between crass and mean. And these guys, the thing is, these guys are these guys are um, they're Howard Stern wannabes. Oh God! And the thing about Stern, the thing I realized about Stern is that Stern does not. A lot of people say, "Oh, Stern victimizes people." Stern no, does this. No, he really this. doesn't. Stern, he he gives people rope to hang themselves with. Exactly, that's what he does that nobody else does. And that's why I have a low tolerance for people who want to be Howard Stern, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, and, and if people want to want to hang themselves out, beautiful. I think that's wonderful. Um, you know, and but so and and you know, and and when 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 the stuff got too cruel for Stern, mm-hmm. sure, I turned it off. Uh, well, I'm, I got so tired of listening to Stern talk about when he was making the jump to satellite, I stopped listening to his show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, when did I do that? I don't claim to do that." And I'm sitting there going, "No, I can tell you when." The actual date was March. I, I want to say it was in March of 2005, and I timed it. I said, let's see how long it takes for him to mention the deal with the satellite. In the first 15 minutes of his four-hour shift, he mentions it. And I said, we're done. And I stopped and never listened since. Hmm. Never listened since. And I think the reason why, and I, I really have to wonder how good his numbers are versus when he was on the actual open airwaves. Because the whole fun of Stern was to see how far he was going to push it. Right. Now that he's on satellite, he's got no barriers. But bringing it back to Opening Anthony. So, Opening Anthony, and, and the whole point of this story. Opening Anthony. Stories? Belie- yes, yes. <laughs> there's a point. Not. So, Opening Anthony decide they're doing their sex for Sam. I don't, I don't, and being a radio guy, I don't know if you heard about this or not, Dan. No, I. I I to to be quite honest with you, I checked out of the whole talk radio thing during the 2000 election and never looked back. Gotcha. Well, Open Anthony apparently did this thing with the blessings of Jim Cook, the head brewer of Samuel Adams. Oh, okay. The CEO. Yeah. On the first year they did this, what they did was that they encouraged people to go out and have sex in public places. Nice. They encourage people to go, oh oh yeah they encourage people to go out and have sex in public places since this, this was post oh, was since this, this was post the, post nine eleven come out of this because a couple had sex yes. in a confessional booth in New York yes okay I heard a, about that a, 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 yeah a couple I heard it happen really on <laughs> and and I'm sitting there thinking to myself so so I'm listening to this now the funny thing is that while this is happening before, or rather I should say this before this is happening. Jim Cook is in the studio with them and he's giggling with them saying, oh yeah, they're having sex in the park. They're doing this, you know, and you get points. Well, you got <laughs> more points if you did it in a church or did it here or of did course. it there. And this couple is going at it, actually not in a confessional booth, in the pews. Really? No! In the pews. Ballsy. In the pew. And they got busted. Uh-huh. And, and I'm typing away and I hear that, and I hear the guy on the telephone who's commentating it saying, wait a minute, we're being approached by somebody. Wait, wait, uh, wait a second. He's got a cop with him. And I stopped. <laughs> and it was it was weird. I I literally stopped typing mid sentence. I I picked up my my and I just said, okay, I want to see what happens from here on out. And um and this goes back to the whole thing of yeah, it's legal so long as you don't get caught. Mm-hmm. Apparently the the priest before approaching them saw what they were up to. 
called the police. The police showed up and they got busted. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I noticed, hey, wait a minute. Jim Cook's no longer in studio. And Anthony <laughs> Michael Hall was, was, was out promoting the Dead Zone. Guess what? He got a phone call and uh-huh. he left the studio. He left the green room. Oh, All man. the guests, it was rats on the sinking ship. Wow. And I, and I listened to this whole thing unfold. On, it was the only time I ever clocked in a full three hours with these guys. The next day, reruns. So, yeah. Yeah, it's always, it's always legal until you get caught. That's, yep. all, that's, all, that's all you got to say. That's, all you gotta say. <laughs> that's right. Oh, but, man. Yeah. Yeah, Welcome like to America. Ba- yeah. Ba- basically, the, the, the law around indecent exposure or public indecency is if someone else is bothered, you get to go to jail. And, you know, and, and, you know, and that, makes per- that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it, it kind of does. You know, it, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, if, you're, if, if I can do whatever I want in the privacy of my own home, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to do it outside of the house in, you know, in the freaking open air? Uh, I got issues. <laughs> Sorry, I got issues. <laughs> but hey, titty bar, I'm there. So there we go. <laughs> it's not nearly as fun as the beach, though. Uh, yeah, but you know what I've noticed about nudist beaches and topless beaches and shit like that? Mm-hmm. The people who are nude and topless, you don't want them to be nude and topless. Well, it depends on how close to a college campus you are. Oh, I never thought about that. See, see, I live, I live in San Francisco. We've got Berkeley, Stanford, UCSF, and we've got about oh, eight nude beaches. Bastard, you rat and bastard! So we've all got the a, hot chicks, all the hot, we, smart, geeky chicks go we, to we, Berkeley. We've, we've, we've got it. We've got a good mix of all ages, and you know, we get the old hippies sitting there playing, playing Scrabble on the nude beach with the young grad students. It works out. I hate you even more. <sighs> <sighs> Just, You're on the wrong was... coast, T. Yeah, yeah, no shit, no shit. <laughs> you are so freaking uptight I, over I here. think I think you're on the wrong continent. No, well, there is that, that too. too, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, well. I are we wrapping up? Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like we all need a nappy <laughs> pool all of a sudden. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. Thanks for coming on, guys. It was good to meet you both. I've been listening to you for years. Oh, this has been. Now, this has now been a... you're disappointed, right? Oh hell no! <laughs> now I'm like, ah oh, shit. How can I get him back on here after this promo? <laughs> we can always do. A, we could always do either a post mortem wrap up, or um, I I haven't really um, I have not really uh, uh, checked with Kian to find out if he is still interested in doing uh, if he's interested in doing the. Um, uh, the, the the exit interview for Moravi Remastered, mm-hmm. but we could always do that because Moravi Remastered is you know that that involves both of us right. that that involves both me yeah, and I'd be, Pip. I'd be happy to do that if you need someone to do that for you. So it looks like they'll be back on the Reprobates Hour before too long. The Reprobates call-in line is currently out of commission, so please send any questions, comments, or death threats to feedback at reprobateshour.com. You'll just have to be content with bitching at me in text for now. And until next time, this is Dan the Demented, along with T. Morris and Philip Valentine, saying, Get your mind out of the sewer. We want to be alone. When I get low, oh, I get
the deal passes, and every time you get something different. A pair of twos, aces high flush, a whole lot of nothing. If you're good, it doesn't matter. Poker isn't a game of chance. It's a game of survival. When I lived on Earth, I'd look up to see the moon and wonder, what would it be like to be up there among the stars? Now I look up during the day and see the Earth in my sky. Small, populated, vulnerable. And I wonder how long it's got until I have to pull the trigger. When the stakes are this high, what you're holding doesn't matter. All that matters is what they think you've got. From the author of Sculpting God comes a tale of intrigue, treachery, revolution, and destiny. This July, take a seat at the table, throw down your ante, and join the resistance. Antithesis, Book One, Predestination, and Other Games of Chance. A science fiction thriller by podcast novelist J. Daniel Sawyer. Subscribe today at www.jdsawyer.net. Predestination and other games of chance. It isn't whether you win or lose. It's how you rig the game. <laughs> this ought to teach him. Evening, Brownie. <gasps> how about you step away from the axe? I am not a brownie. I am a fae. Fae? Wait a second. Robin Goodfellow. Ah, so you know of Pat the Trickster. Yeah, I know you. Acrianus, the Giddy Galleon, a dice game. Remember me? Oh. <laughs> Billy Bob Beddings. Of course. Kind of rude, don't you think, to come calling on an old friend from the stomping grounds and just help yourself to his weapons. Sounds like trouble. Well, you started it. Beg your pardon? You stole a scribe's birthday. My cousin's scribe. The Dark Goddess isn't pleased you're releasing your new adventure on 080808. That's why the promo's called Billy's Crazy Eights Shifter. August 8th is when the case of the pitcher's pendant is out on Amazon.com, and I'm looking for listeners to give up the greenbacks for the dwarf detective. Well, aren't we feeling a bit full of ourselves, Scrappy? Or perchance you do not know that Digital Magic, the sequel to Chasing the Bard, will also be available for purchase on August 8th. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pip! Two sequels to two award-nominated books available on the same date... Like I said, sounds like trouble. Yes, double trouble. On August 8th, 2008, show your support for The Dwarf Detective, The Bay Trickster, and Podcast Fiction. Purchase your copies of The Case of the Pitcher's Pendant by T. Morris and Digital Magic by Philippa Ballantyne on Amazon.com. We've seen the days of the FDO and Palm's Daddy. Now comes... 8808. The day of double trouble. All right. So we're working together. Behave. You think you can make me? I got Beatrice here. What do you got? 
Not bad, Shifter. Not bad.